you know, one thing we learned um, in you know the leadership courses and the strategy courses of just being this authentic leader. Um, and it's really tough to be authentic when you're uncomfortable. Uh, and so I think one of the biggest things that I pulled from the executive MBA program was this comfort in uh, the business fundamentals. Thank you for joining us today um, for another episode of Alumni Conversations. Today, I am pleased to introduce Blake Gleaves, who is an executive MBA graduate from 2018. Welcome, Blake. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah, we are as well. So um, let's start by, you know, if you could introduce yourself to, to the audience and tell us a little bit about your, yourself. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, but when I completed the program, I was in Columbus. Uh, at that time, I was working in the corporate world uh, for a company called Westlake. Um, now, I, uh, I guess about a year and a half ago, founded my own uh, startup in the craft beer world. Um, and yeah, so. Great. So let's start and kind of go back to the beginning of your journey with Fisher. Um, when you were looking at going back to school, what made you start thinking about an executive MBA? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, for me, I my undergraduate de degree was in civil engineering from Georgia Tech um, and then immediately went into the business world. I got into outside sales and then started to progress through the companies I had worked with, worked with. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have that foundation of, I guess, like business understanding and some of uh, like the core economics and business finance classes. Um, so I felt like in order to kind of be a little bit more well-rounded as I, uh, you know, maybe climbed the ladder in the corporate world, I felt like getting an MBA was, was pretty important. Um, and then, you know, I think we discussed a little earlier that I was traveling a whole lot um, in the outside sales world and then product management world. Uh, so the <clears throat> time commitment for the executive MBA uh, really fit my schedule that it was you know, once a month, uh, you know, four days in a row. Um, and I could do a lot of work kind of on my own at night um, while traveling. Yeah. So despite it being an on-campus program, you saw that the flexibility still existed um, as part of the executive MBA compared to perhaps a more traditional MBA style. So um, besides yeah. this, the schedule, what um, other things perhaps stood out to you when you were exploring your options? You know, what stood out about Fisher's program? Uh, well, first was uh, the proximity to uh, to where we were living. It's just a couple miles down the road. Uh, but also, you know, the reputation of Ohio State, of Fisher. Um, you know, there's a, a few schools around the Midwest that have uh, awesome executive MBA programs. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it was just kind of, the you know, the, the reputation of, of Fisher uh, really pulled me in. Great. And I know you said, you know, when you started the program, you're in the corporate world. How were you able to incorporate your classes into your career when you started and maybe kind of further on? Was it applicable starting day one? Uh, it was. Uh, it was, you know, I was also very much transitioning into my in my career at that point. I had just gotten out of outside sales um, into management. And, uh, you know, I was able to really use what I was learning in the classroom uh, day one. And um, we were an upstream chemicals company. Uh, the division I worked in was uh, batch manufacturing, uh, but kind of sat in between like continuous manufacturing and batch manufacturing. 
Um, and so uh, a lot of what I learned in the classroom, uh, especially on the like financial side uh, and the accounting side, immediately like day one, I felt comfortable in the conversations. Um, and as I grew in that role, uh, the things that I learned in the strategy classes um, and, you know, the professional leadership with Rucci, uh, those really, really impacted me, um, you know, throughout the program. And, you know, as, as I said, kind of, it took, you know, a little over a year and a half. And in that year and a half, uh, I also grew uh, in my role. And so uh, having those kind of uh, tools where it was unbelievable. Yeah. And so talking about those tools are incredibly important. But one thing you you mentioned in one of our prior conversations is you felt the, the program really allowed you to go from managing to leading. Can you talk about that a little bit and kind of what that transition for your for your mindset could have been? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think. Well, let me, let me uh, think on that. That's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, I remember we did it was either two or three, I think we did two 360s in the MBA program. Um, and then I actually did a third a few months after uh, I had graduated just for like a different leadership program. Uh, and I remember it was like, just as I was getting out of sales, we did the first one and I, this is maybe fully transparent, uh, is the first one was really positive and I felt really good about it. Um, but I was coming from like an individual contributor position. And so, uh, nobody had to report to me. So there's no negativity, uh, for me. And, uh, then, you know, I think towards the end, um, for, uh, Professor Rucci's class, uh, we had to do another 360 and, uh, I had kind of, you know, taken what I was learning and, you know, being a manager, uh, and was able to, I think, you know, be an impactful manager, uh, but then I did the 360 and, uh, the responses were flooring. Uh, I remember you know, being pretty emotional with my wife uh, when I came home and I was like, yeah, I got to figure this out. And um, it was, you know, really kind of the impact of at that time, uh, Professor Dial and Professor Rucci uh, that I took from, you know, that feedback and then their teachings. Uh, and then I think really developed into, I mean, I, I loosely say leader. I don't know if that was my role, right? Um, I was still a manager, uh, but I think I became uh, much more of an empathetic leader, uh, or manager. Um, and then, you know, I, I definitely saw the data dramatically switch and just, you know, kind of a six to nine month time frame. um, that, uh, you know, kind of third 360 in a matter of two years that I did, uh, was, was dramatically different. Um, I felt like I was working a lot better with, uh, my colleagues. And then, um, you know, when I did end up leaving that, uh, that, organization, you know, I think it was a, you know, a, a hard farewell and because I enjoyed and loved uh, the people I worked with. And, and I don't think I could have done that um, without some of the, you know, the things that I learned in, in the classroom there. Yeah, that's great to hear. You know, it allowed you to create maybe some of those stronger teams and stronger relationships within the organization, which allowed you to have a greater impact overall. Um, speaking of relationships, you know, as a cohort-based program, the executive MBA, um, you start and you finish with one group of, of people. So can you tell me about that experience and maybe so some of those connections you made and how that helped that EMBA journey? Yeah, uh, I think, so you have the cohort, so you've got, you know, your 30, uh, I forget how many people, are, 35 people in, uh, in our cohort. Uh, then you've got the smaller teams. Um, 
So, you know, you get out of your, you're so excited, you're ready to go. You get put in your smaller team. Our smaller team was actually, I think we had five people in it. Uh, I was half of the time I was in Columbus. The other half I was in Houston. Uh, one of uh, my team members was in Denver. One of them was in Lexington. And then the other two were in Columbus. Uh, so, you know, we were, were kind of all over. Um, if right out of the gates, you're super excited. Uh, and then uh, about middle of the way through, uh, we're all working long hours in work. We're working long hours in, uh, in school. Uh, we're all remote. And, uh, you know, I think it, it put you know, kind of tests on uh, the relationship but in the best possible way, because as uh, we saw in the pandemic, remote work was the new norm. Um, and I think, you know, part of that of being able to work remotely in like high intense situations um, was really cool. And then, you know, by the time we graduated, uh, you know, I still keep up with uh, a lot of those team members and, and people from my cohort. Yeah. And were those team members in similar situations and roles or were they in different industries that allowed you to maybe see another side of how this, um, the learning that you guys were doing in the classroom was applicable in other areas as well? Um, trying to think, you know, it was, it was a wide span of roles in, in my team, uh, in the cohort, definitely. Right. You know, you got 35 people come from relatively different backgrounds. Um, and then in the smaller team, uh, I think we had a lot of compliments with within each other. Uh, one of uh, the young ladies in my team was, I mean, maybe one of the the most proficient, like, you know, in finance and accounting that I've ever met, even in the corporate world. Uh, she's awesome. I know she's uh, done extremely well since the program. Um, and so she, she kind of, you know, was the anchor on that side. Uh, and then, you know, there's an, another gentleman that was from Worthington Steel, uh, kind of came from the uh, sales side as well, sales and marketing side. Uh, so he brought a really good perspective. One uh, was, you know, with Reichert, um, the you know dealership, and he had a, and he was kind of supply chain uh, analytics engineer background. Incredible, well-rounded uh, individual. And then, um, you know, we had, we had another one that you know a journalism background. Uh, but it was really it was really cool to kind of feed off of everybody. Uh, so I think there's a lot of compliments in the group. Yeah, it sounds like you had a great support system as you're going through it and juggling all the demands of work and, and school life and, and home life as well. Um, great. So, you know, you made it through the program. You had an impact while you were there. Let's talk about after the program. What was your journey like once you graduated? So graduated 2018. Um, we, you know, were then, you know, living in full time in Houston, um, <clears throat> had a new role, uh, had three kids. Uh, so uh, that changed things as well. Um, but, you know, I, you know, was very fortunate. I'm not only with the MBA, but I think the, like I said, the people I worked with uh, at that corporation, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to excel uh, with the responsibility they gave me. Um, I, I wish I could say that was just because of me, uh, but it wasn't, you know, I had an awesome team. Um, but I think just having that foundation and that comfort in some of those meetings uh, propelled me to like, you know, I, I think, sorry, to sidetrack is, you know, one thing we learned um, in, you know, the leadership courses and the strategy courses of just being this authentic leader. Um, and it's really tough to be authentic when you're uncomfortable. Uh, and so I think one of the biggest things that I pulled from the executive MBA program was this comfort in uh, the business fundamentals. Um, and then, 
learning those and becoming proficient in those created comfort, which then could allow me to be a little bit more authentic in the meetings. Um, and and I, I think and I hope that was one reason uh, that I saw progression in, in my career after it. So uh, then went on to become a, a you know business unit manager um, and then I took the leap to uh, to do my own startup. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, that comfort. So um, talk to me about that transition from corporate to a startup. Is that something you envisioned doing? You know, is that what you thought when you came into the MBA, EMBA, that that would be kind of your your path forward? Or where did this come from? Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about that is, uh, you know, uh, with <clears throat> Professor Ogilvy, he was our entrepreneurial finance uh, professor. And you know, I told you a little bit, like I just almost checked out during those classes. I thought it was crazy for anybody to do a startup, uh, to be an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, I still at that time were like tie and, you know, sport coat to almost every class. I was that corporate climber. Uh, so no, I, I didn't really uh, plan on that. Um, but you know, there was, there was, uh, aspects of the class for sure that, you know, gave me the comfort to try it. Uh, I definitely remember, uh, those classes and, you know, understanding pitch tech, how to, you know, how to try to go raise, uh, it's been a wild ride since then. Uh, but, and I'm, I'm excited to see like, that really wasn't a core strength of the program then. Uh, but, you know, after we caught up a little while ago, uh, just kind of seeing there is, a, you know, an interesting focus on entrepreneurship, um, startups within the EMBA. I mean, Columbus is an incredible hotspot. You've got some, some pretty cool, uh, VC catalyst there, um, you know, Revlin's obviously a huge one, but there's, you know, Columbus is becoming this kind of Midwest Mecca of startups uh, in the insurance world and the health industry, um, you know, some, some consumer packaging products. So it's, I think it's a perfect time for the, the EMBA to, to really bring that as one of their core strengths as well. Yeah. And as I mentioned, you know, one of the perks as an alum is you are always welcome to come back to campus. So I know you're not in the Columbus area right now, but if you find yourself wanting to, a refresher on those courses, since you may have checked out originally, um, please feel free to, to come back and visit. Um, great. So um, I'd love to learn more about your, your current company and kind of, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about the innovation that you're doing. So you're not just kind of starting up something that's already been done, but you guys are really changing the landscape in this industry. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so we, uh, I, I, even though I don't live in Columbus, I did found a startup in Columbus. Uh, I can't get out of Columbus. Uh, so uh, you know, hopefully we build it big enough that we, my family and I go back to Columbus. Uh, we, we love the city. Um, you know, so we, you know, through technology, uh, we went into the, the craft beer space uh, to kind of connect the supply chain between um, kind of the three tiers. You got the manufacturer, distributor, uh, and then retailer, and then the consumer typically buys from a retailer. Um, so we, we, through technology, built something to kind of connect those three tiers for craft breweries. Um, and, you know, I think that was a lot of, I, I know specifically on the strategy courses, uh, learning about like true disruptive technology, which I always, you know, remember, uh, I think I told you, you know, Professor Dial uh, doesn't really ever take the first answer. He always challenges it. And, and the definition of disruption was uh, definitely a, a definition that was challenged throughout our class. Um, and so, you know, understanding, again, that fundamental definition and building what we wanted to build um, with 
you know, maybe taking some value out, but bringing a lower cost uh, to disrupt, uh, you know, a very large industry. Um, and uh, so using that and kind of the Porter's five forces, are we positioned well? Um, are we bringing a value to the, you know, one side of the consumer platform, uh, which is, you know, retailers and consumers, um, you know, understanding that value, what are they willing to pay for? Uh, the price elasticity in that market uh you know all these terms are like key terms that i had no idea beforehand um and so uh, i was really uh i think some of those perspectives i, I think about every day um, of forming you know my, the business that i'm in uh, right now so long story short we move beer from uh craft like smaller craft breweries uh, to consumers and to retailers so Great. I know it's it's very exciting to hear kind of how you've been able to transform, you know, not just personally in your leadership, but also professionally and, and kind of shift to something that maybe you didn't even think of um, when you were considering an EMBA. So thanks for sharing. So one last um, question I have for you. Um, what would you tell a prospective student as they search for the right program, or maybe they're considering going back, but not sure if they have the, you know, the amount of time or the resources available? What would you tell them if you could talk to them directly? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, you know, this is something that <clears throat> I thought significantly about. Um, I don't know how unique I was in our cohort. I think relatively unique uh, in that I, you know, paid for it individually um, and wasn't kind of, you know, sponsored by my corporation. Uh, we had some changes in, in our corporate layout to say, you know, they stopped funding some of these programs. Um and so, you know, that was a, right, it's a, it's a personal commitment, uh, had to make that decision. And, um, you know, when, when considering this, and especially Fisher, I think set me up for that was the biggest question for me was, do I want to be an executive? Um, and, and I knew, you know, especially after the interview process, that I was going to learn what it took to be an executive, whether or not I had those skills or those like, I, I won't even say like innate abilities because I, I learned a lot of them. Um, but it was really like, at the end of the day, is this what you want? And uh, I think it was hard to say that I knew exactly what, right. A fortune 500 executive did, or, you know, hopefully my startup's big enough to understand what a really like CEO does. Those classes uh, put me in that position to almost like kind of augment that reality and at the end of the day, say, is this for me? Now it's a lot of money, right, to spend to get that answer um, or get that question answered. Uh, but I think it was one of those things that I would always you know, have in my in my life if I didn't do like, ah, did I really want to go down that path? Did I really want to be an executive? Um, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, I said, yeah, you know, keep going down that path. This is something that you would enjoy you would love to do. And then on top of that, right, it, it gave me the tool set um, and, a, and a lot of things to maybe be able to do that one day. I, I'm not going to say that I'm there at all today, uh, but, um, you know, for sure, again, gave me that comfort, uh, said that I, you know, kind of kept wanting to do this. Um, and then, you know, also on the other side that I didn't really think about is it also gave, you know, my family the perspective of saying like, here are the hours, like work and school, this is what it looks like as far as a commitment base to be married, to have a father as an executive. Um, and so I think all of us at the end of the program said, like, you know, we're maybe willing to keep going down this this path. So uh, it was kind of a, a well-rounded journey 
Um, and I'm glad I, you know, at the end of the day, you made that financial uh, choice to, to, you know, to go with the program and it's paid itself back. I mean, absolutely with the promotions and, uh, you know, growing within uh, the awesome company, Wesley, um, I, I definitely think it, it paid itself back. That's that's wonderful to hear. That's all we want at the end of the day is for our students to get on the other side of it. You know, there's long hours, there's a lot of papers, you know, there's a lot that goes into it more than just the time and the the cost, um, but that they get to the other side and they can look back and say that was absolutely worth it. So thank you so much for sharing your story today. I really appreciate your time. I hope we can welcome you back to campus uh, sooner rather than later if you visit Columbus. Um, thank you again. It, it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks to you as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Alumni Conversations. For more information on the Executive MBA program, please visit go.osu.edu backslash EMBA.